Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. Time now to take a look at a couple of the highlights found this week on the Source Weekly's website, bensource.com. First up, from our news desk, rain check. Will La Nina's failure to deliver bolster wildfire season? By K.M. Collins. Rolling into spring, many locals, river rafters included, are wondering how the predicted La Nina winter panned out and how it would affect wildfire potential for their prized summer outdoor recreation season. In late November 2020, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration asserted that La Nina would reign and reign queen over the U.S. Predictive maps showed swaths of regions that could expect increased cooling and precipitation. Bend seemed to float on the cusp of an interval of a roughly 40% chance of cooler temps and more precip, or no increase in either. Central Oregon did not see the cumulative precipitation increase we banked on, according to Kyle Gorman, regional manager of the Oregon Water Resources Department. He points to Central Oregon Reservoir's fill lines as evidence. Although Haystack near Prineville and Crane Prairie Reservoirs were both over 85% full as of April, Wikiup Reservoir, which directly feeds the Deschutes River, held just 52% capacity at that time. As of May 2nd, with irrigation already underway, Wikiup held 49% capacity. Crescent Lake and Ochico Reservoir held 26% capacity as of May 2nd. Gorman's data is obtained from the Bureau of Reclamation's monthly Oregon Basin Outlook report, put out the first of each month. In comparison to the March 1st report, April 1st fill line forecasts dropped. The May 1st report dropped again. On March 1st, it looked like Prineville Reservoir would fill. But now there is a very high likelihood that it won't fill. It's really low for this time of year, noted Gorman. Prineville Reservoir was 61% full as of May 2nd. The low flows in Wikiup translate to lower flows in the Upper Deschutes, which will reduce the recreation opportunity in the Upper Deschutes. Also, the biggest impact is related to the North Unit Irrigation District patrons who have to try to make ends meet with about 50% of their normal water supply. This is the third or fourth year in a row where their water supply has been limited, Gorman added. Although drought certainly doesn't help, summer weather will likely be the biggest predictor of forest fire potential. According to the National Wildland Fire Potential Outlook, in June and July, the risk of significant fires will rise above average in central Oregon. Precipitation was below average for nearly the entire geographic area in March. Elsewhere, there was a deficit of rainfall, particularly on the east side of the Cascades where many reporting stations tabulated less than a quarter of the normal monthly total. The report also reminded that a strong windstorm in late March resulted in a 200-plus acre fire from power transmission lines near Bend that consumed light fuels and some timber. And finally this week from our news desk, for sale. River's Edge Golf Course is being sold to develop new housing. But what does that tell us about Ben's land supply? By Jack Harville. Golfing is expensive, but not nearly as expensive as a house in Bend. Good news is, there's about to be more of them. 
Wayne Purcell, whose family has been instrumental in the economic development of Bend as a tourist destination for decades, announced his intention to retire and sell River's Edge Golf Course in the process. Rather than selling to another golf course operator, Purcell opted to sell to Polish Homes, whom he's partnered with to build many of the houses sprinkled around the course now. Across the nation, golf has declined. With high costs to maintain and low profitability margins, courses across the country are being shuttered and abandoned, or being sold off to become high-density housing developments, a press release from Polish Homes said. Purcell chose to sell to Polish, to prevent these outcomes for River's Edge and the surrounding lands. Polish said its plan for the course was to keep 50% of River's Edge as open space, with 50% of the nearly 400 homes planned as a missing middle homes, which are usually more affordable multifamily units. Redeveloping a golf course isn't unheard of, but the announcement shocked golfers and people who live nearby. There's just not a lot of available land which is why someone would consider buying a golf course and converting the golf course to housing. Damon Runberg, regional economist serving the East Cascades for the Oregon Employment Department, said, You've got a dirt issue, just a real land issue, when that's happening. The conversion of the course is indicative of Ben's decreasing supply of buildable land. Over 83% of Ben's land is already developed. Vacant land takes up 16.2% of the city overall, 58% of which has no established use and an improvement value under $20,000. So, with little land available for new or greenfield developments, developers will have to get creative to meet housing demand. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. For more on these and other stories, pick up a free copy of the Source Weekly or visit our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.